All right, good afternoon, good evening, and or good night. Uh, I'm Wes Dorn, and, join, uh, and wherever you are and whenever you are, I hope you're doing well. This is the only podcast that caters to the people in the future, so uh, I think uh, if you're hearing us in two, to, two or five years or ten years or twenty years, uh, maybe send a time travel back and so, or something, you know. Let, let us know how to make billions of dollars. Um, uh, joined with me, as always, is Renee, uh, Renee Herrera. Renee, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. And also joining us for the first time this on this podcast is Zach V. I'm not saying this. Well, I can, can I say your last name? You can say it out loud. Okay, yeah, Zach Vossler. Zach, uh, how you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, Zach, why don't you uh, give a little intro to yourself, like uh, who you are, what you're about, uh, what you do, and I guess where you live. Um, all right. So, so, all, so all the weirdos can come find you. As yes, much as you want please. to say. As much as you want please to say. come find me. No, um... <laughs> My name is Zach. Um, I turned 34 last Monday, um, and I'm a lawyer. Um, I currently live in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I work for a judge. That's pretty much it. Okay, Jackson, Mississippi. Is that I'm the only experience I really have with Mississippi is uh, Mike. Is Mike isn't my cousin Vinny? Was that in Mississippi? I've never seen it. Oh, about you're that. a lawyer and you've never seen my cousin Vinny. I know. Uh, that's bad. I think Renee just hung up. Okay, there he is. Uh, yeah. Is it is the ju- is Mississippi a lot as I expected to be? Kind of like not really. Like I was shocked. Like you know, everyone when I didn't I moved here last August. I'm only here for a year, but before I moved, everyone's like, oh, you know, Mississippi. Like you better watch out or whatever. <laughs> and I mean, I've been here, and you know, everything seems normal. I shop at target like everything you know it's not really missing anything there's just not a lot of people is right. really the only well thing, jackson's you know? the capital so i assume there's like yeah. something going but on even going for on being there. the capital it's normal i think the population of jackson's like maybe 150,000 people mm-hmm. so oh, wow. it's not it's not a lot not a lot it's still decent size okay we have so much to talk about i have no idea how we're yeah. gonna squeeze it all in uh yeah. let's see what were you talking about we're talking about the last episode i just watched the episode for the first time i watched oh, wow. this you watch this morning, yeah. Uh, we have, yeah. We're going to be talking about uh, Russell Hance on Survivor Australia. Uh, we're going to be talking about. We're going to give the. This is the first podcast that's going to be giving uh, a cast assessment for the season thirty-seven, and also, uh, we're not oh, forgetting. Sorry, we're we're going to be talking about Adam Ritter. I don't care what he says. He told me. He, he told me <laughs> to keep my name, keep his name off my lips. But we're going to go in on Adam Ritter this uh, podcast. All right. So let's get. So I was going to. I wasn't even going to spend much time on this episode because I didn't think there was going to be a lot going on. But I just watched. I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, uh, Zach, what are your what were your thoughts on this week's episode? Um, I mean, I liked it. I, I was spoiled before I saw it because usually I don't get around to watching it live, and I usually stay away from Twitter mm-hmm. until I watch it. But I think on like Friday, I opened it and I saw people whining about Chelsea's exit interviews. So I was like, oh, I guess that's who got voted off. And I didn't really feel that bad then about, you know, if it was somebody more exciting, somebody more impactful, I might have felt a little bit about it. But but when I watched it, like, I thought it was a good episode, although I am just super frustrated with Laurel and Donathan. I think that they're playing terribly. Um, and, you know, they're just playing for, you know, third, fourth place at mm-hmm. this point. When they could have, you know, if they had flipped and if they had actually gotten a blindside off, although after 
Jonathan's performance at Tribal Council, that probably wouldn't have happened anyway. Um, but I just, they're just not playing to win at this point. Renee, your thoughts on Laurel and Donathan not playing to win? Um, I think uh, it's going to be interesting because I also think they should have made a move. But the weird thing is, is they actually have said on the show, like they're self-recognizing that if they don't do anything, they're not going to win against Dominic and Wendell, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, it's it's like they are actually being able to view the show while they're playing on the island. Right. You know, they're that self-actualized um, about it. Uh, so I'm just curious if either of one of them get to the end and like with Dominic or Wendell and like they don't get any votes or they don't win or whatever, it's going to be like, like, how do they, how do they rationalize that with themselves after, you know, like, have they been kicking themselves this whole time? Like almost a year later, Mm -hmm. because they're like, I didn't fucking do what I should have done. Right. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that, uh. I mean, that's kind of what you have to live with when you go out there and you play. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously, you know, going if one of those two gets to the final three with like a Dom, Dominic and, or, and Wendell, you got to assume that they're at least Laurel's really she's smart as hell. You got to assume yeah. that if you're going if you get to the final three with Dominic and Wendell, you have no chance of beating them because they pretty much control this whole game. You got to hope that there's like a bitter jury that's going to just be pissed again, voted out because. Those two, their best bets to winning the game would have been to go to the final four with, say, Kellen, who probably, I, I think probably people really pissed off at Kellen, and maybe Sebastian or Angelo, because I think yeah. those three definitely would be their best shot at winning. Well, that's the thing that makes no sense to me is that before Tribal Council, Laurel had that confessional where she said, oh, if I go to the end with Dominic and Wendell, I won't win, but I trust them. Mm-hmm. If I go with Kellen and them, like, I could probably beat them, but I can't trust them. So she realizes that she's playing, you know, a third place game mm-hmm. at best because, you know, as a fan, as someone who is smart, what does she think she's going to say when she gets to a final tribal when everyone's talking at camp about, oh, Dominic and Wendell, they have so many advantages. They have idols. They have this and that and the other thing. And she's just going to say, I was loyal. You know, right. those people that mm-hmm. never that never gets you votes just being being second fiddle and saying well I was loyal you know being the Jervis or or what have you just saying like well we had a good alliance and I stuck with it but if she's not the one making any moves or controlling anything you know no one's going to vote for her yeah and I think um yeah I'd rather it's also you have to debate whether or not she might think it's a guarantee that she gets to the final three or final four with Wendell Dominant, there, but there's no guarantee that she goes that far with a, like another alliance potentially. So, uh, you know, we all sit, we can all sit back and say, you know, you got you have to play to win the game, but you know, we're we're not out there, so we we can't really de- yeah. determine what, uh, what the best path for her is. Renee, I mean, know? I guess or, it's sorry, just, Zach, go ahead. Sorry, I guess it's just <laughs> I can understand playing how tempting it would be to see like if I stick with. Dominic and Wendell, then I know that I'm getting to day 39. Mm-hmm. And as a fan, I understand how important that would be. But I just don't know. I think it's different from people who don't see that they, you know, I'm sure Jervis went to the end in Blood versus Water thinking he could beat Tyson. Mm-hmm. Laurel is aware that if she goes with Wendell and Dominic, that she will not beat them, but she still wants to go with them anyway. Right. Which, you know, I don't, I can't get inside her head, but. 
it's frustrating. Renee. Yeah, um, I was just going to bring up Jervis because uh, Tyson was on our app recently, and uh, I don't know if Jervis tweeted this or Tyson said it, but Jervis basically knew that he wasn't going to win with t- against Tyson if he went to the end, mm-hmm. but he was like, well, at least I'll get to the end and we'll see what happens, which as a fan, it's very frustrating because I always feel like too many people decide like, hey, I'm getting to the end with this person knowing full well they're like never going to win. And so I don't understand why you would want to do that, right? Like, why not at least try and do something and then, hey, if you wrote it out on day 36 or whatever, like, so be it. At least you tried to do something. Right. But uh, I just, like, if Laurel ends up coming back to play again, like, say she gets to the end, gets zero votes, and she comes back to play again, like, she's gonna, then, she's gonna want to, like, make a bunch of moves, right? Right. And then I could totally see her being like an early boot because she's going to be trying to do all the stuff and people are going to, you know, see it and come after her. So I don't know. It just seems like all bad news for uh, Donathan and Laurel, mm-hmm. except maybe coming back and playing again. And, you know, really, Kellen, I was just, Kellen really fucked up by not having that extra that extra vote this tribal. She just threw it away the last tribal council and it really could have came, in came into play and uh, she could have like at least split the vote or at least uh, gotten the tie and then had the um the vote off between Wendell and Chelsea but you know she yeah. she fucked up what are your thoughts yeah. so what would that have changed well really, they would have gotten right? a tie and then people would have realized that you know this is a great opportunity to get out Wendell he can't play an idol right now so oh yeah cuz the rules are different now right the tie rules yeah are changed what? they ha- that they don't get to... no they could revote right? they could revote but don't they like take out one they took out the discussion part, right? Uh, I think they took that out, and but then they brought it back in for, oh, okay. for I think these last couple seasons, if I remember. Because I thought that like, because wasn't it that, or at least it used to be that you vote and then you revote and then you have to try to make it be unanimous and then if you can't do that, then you go to rocks. Do they just not go to rocks now straight after the revote or no? No, I think they okay. go. They went back to having a, a discussion. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other thing with Tribal Council is I saw people were getting all up in arms because Jeff asked Angela a question about, like, her leaving home, leaving home and then people were upset about him kind of phrasing it at a, at a, at a mother, and he would never ask that to a, to a man or a husband, or, if, I mean, a father. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? Why do they always have to... Why do they always have to get so upset about shit that Jeff says? And it's not... I'm sure there's probably some sexist stuff going on, but it's, it's not. I mean, there's more, there's worse problems in this world than to get upset about something that Jeff Pope said to some a contestant on a show. You know, Renee. Uh, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I um, I didn't even like that. Didn't even hit me right. Like, I didn't even remember him saying it until I saw people complaining about it on Twitter, and I'm like, really? Like, that's what you took away from that scene? Is like that? Like, all he did was ask her about her leaving her family or whatever. Like, right. And they're like, oh, he'd never ask a guy. And it's like, well, maybe he has. And they just have never shown it because it's not relevant to to whatever. Like, it seems obvious that Angela's not giving them a lot. So, like, maybe this is all that they have to show this lady. Do they not? I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head, but, like, did Jeff never ask Jeremy about, you know, being a father and I'm sure he had to. I'm have. sure I'm sure he definitely did. Oh, yeah. 
like Val came back for the family visit. She was pregnant, and that you know, and that tribal council, he's not going to say anything about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't quote me, but I would assume that he would say something. Right. And in defense of Jeff, I mean, Angela's daughter was just on there for the family visit, and Angela's story has been that she was in the army for like twenty years, away from her home. Uh, and her family for a lot of times, and that she just got a divorce. So it's always with Angela. Her story has been family based. So it only mm-hmm. makes sense to for Jeff to kind of touch on her family and tribal council. You know, I agree. And he always comes back the tribal council after the family visit and talks to at least somebody mm-hmm. about their family. You know, yeah. This time it happened to be Angela. And okay, I don't know. I'm glad that we're talking about the family visit now. So my wife has gotten on me a bunch of times. She's like, "Do you even like Survivor anymore, or do you just bitch about Survivor?" <laughs> and like people are like, a lot of times, like, you're always so negative, like you're saying so many negative things and whatnot. But you know what? I I saw a lot of hate for the family visit. I love the family visit. I think it's great reality television. You know, you watch reality television to see people be real and there's not many reality shows out there where people can be real and the family visit is one of the key aspects of survivor where it just shows how real people are on television uh renee what are your thoughts on the family visit um i love the family visit uh first of all it's interesting to see who comes out and how these people look and act and whatnot um but uh you know i've uh ever since i got married like i've turned into like more of an emotional sap so When I see this stuff, I'm like, get choked up, you know, and right, yeah. uh, uh, even when it's like, you know, something lame, like a friend or a cousin or something going out there, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of like, <laughs> you know, choking up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I do want to talk about hating Survivor oh, wait, uh, as a topic but, coming up. So but, uh, yeah, but, uh, we'll, we'll come back to yeah, that. Table that. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on the family visit? I like the family visit. The the only part of the family visit I don't like is that we all know at this point that it's going that the person who wins the reward is going to take multiple people with them. So I don't know like Jeff always like draws it out. Like what oh one more. Oh, okay, one more person. You know? I'm like, right. okay, you know, I'd rather I guess like it increases the drama because these people are crying because their family members are here, but it's just kind of like a gimmick that I'm a little over at this point. Got, I like the family visit. Yeah, I got Kellen complaining too about how uh, Wendell <laughs> <laughs> sacrificed like her getting the family visit for him to go to go, uh, Ghost Island. Yeah. I mean, that was I liked that. Mm-hmm. I guess for uh, from a dramatic standpoint, that you know Wendell ended up volunteering to go, which meant that one less person got to be with a family member. Yeah, which you know got things moving. But That's then Laurel, yeah. and, Laurel and Donathan kind of fucked it up. So yeah. nothing really changed. And also the family visits kind of like one of the last remnants of OG's like old gangster survivor because you yeah. know, they, they got rid of the fallen comrades a long time ago and they don't have the auction every year. They had the yeah. food eating challenge. They used to, they brought back recently, but uh, the family visit is definitely one of the old school pa- uh, parts of the game. And, you know, they're, they're, uh, dr- they're drifting away from so many aspects of survivor, like old survivor. And it's like, it's nice to still have those remnants of, uh, yeah, the old show. Yeah. Renee, they don't have like the long immunity challenges anymore either. Yeah. You know, like yeah. ones. Uh, well, I just want to say, so uh, that challenge, the immunity challenge I did this week, um, they had it at uh, this Entertainment Weekly like thing that they had in LA a year, about a year and a half ago now. That Zach, Nate, Tippy, and I went to, mm-hmm. and uh, that challenge is really fucking hard. Like. Obviously, at the beginning, it's really easy, but like once you start adding those things at the end, like 
it's I mean you get wobbly and you know I give uh, all the credit to like Donathan and, and Dom for like you know going so far on that I mean it just sucks that like I feel like you're either good at it or you're not and like Wendell like Malcolm it's like he got two shots and boom he was done like yeah. both times and, so yeah the thing with uh, also Dominic winning you know when you saw him win he didn't like get over like celebratory he was like very yeah. calm and like very conscientious of how he celebrated which I thought just shows how aware he is of uh, his place in the game right now. Yeah. Yeah, that challenge is not easy. I was pretty terrible at it. And <laughs> I was terrible at it, and it was like, it was cool that day. You know, I had eaten, I was fully clothed. Like, I can't imagine when it's like, feels like a hundred something, and you haven't eaten to, you know, to kind of hold your hands still like that. Mm-hmm. I would I would be one of those people who, as soon as he says go, I would just, I would have dropped it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, before we get into Chelsea and the exit interview, um, I you know so people were complaining about the season how it's dominated by Wendell and Dominic, uh, but you know this brings up like one of my points that I've made before that you know dominated seasons of Survivor are are boring and people don't like them. You think about uh, Redemption Island and Boston Rob, people hate that season because well they don't like Boston Rob, but he dominated that season. And so when you have a and, and one world, yeah. When you have these two dominated seasons, like by Kim or uh, Rob or Wendell and Dominic, people just for some reason just hate hate it, you know, because there's it seems kind of predictable, I guess. Uh, uh, Zach, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking South Pacific too. You know, mm-hmm. I'm thinking when every time they're you know they were talking about Navidi strong, Navidi strong. I was thinking about whatever the blue tribe was in South Pacific, whatever coach's tribe was, um, you know, that they had that six the whole time and you know, everybody on Jim Rice's tribe was trying to tell them, you know, you know, what, what it gets to six, what happens? It was the same thing here. And I think it probably doesn't help that the more interesting characters in this season, all were really on original Malolo, like mm-hmm. a lot, original Davidi, I think had a lot more duds, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, Original Navidi, you're talking about like Morgan and... Yeah, whereas like, I don't know, people seemed to... Or like, like Dez. Michael yeah, and like... You and hate like Dez. <laughs> Steph, like seemed to be more interesting... Right, definitely. Yeah. ...characters. Um, but just to watch them lose over and over again, and just to see, you know, Kellen be boring, and Bradley be boring, and, and Chelsea be boring, and Angela be boring, and stick together vote after vote after vote it's like okay this is you know yeah n- in one yeah. in one sense dominating gameplay is is good for the winner mm-hmm. you know because you could see how strong they are at playing but it's not super fun to watch we'll, we'll bring up the pre-merge in a bit too um anything renee you have anything to add to dominated seasons being boring um i mean i guess not really i mean at least uh well first of all i like this cast um mm-hmm. although i like the south pacific cast too so at least they have that going for them. But uh, at least this season we have two guys dominating or two people dominating rather than just one. Right. Like we've seen in the last, you know, like with Kim and Boston Rob and stuff. So at least we have that going for us where it's like, okay, if Dominic and Wendell actually do get to the end together, like which one of them will actually win? Right. Um, and so... That's compelling. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you like to see some more things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean if they don't like we can't tell these this is proof that production does not have you know a hand in changing anything on the show because like i'm sure they did not want this 
to be as boring as it is. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> and so, to, yeah, it's definitely, I totally agree with you. And, you know, Survivor's not rare. I don't care what anyone says. And so the South Pacific tribes were Upulu, Upulu, I think that's how you pronounce it, and Savai'i. Okay. That's right. And yeah, yeah, so talking about boring you know, people on Navidi early on, there was, yeah, Bradley. Uh, I, I'm going to talk about it in a second. Let's stick with, uh, okay, so Chelsea was voted out. And so people have been talking about the whole purple edit and how Chelsea's been invisible. It's pretty, pretty much the most boring, used-up joke. And sh- <laughs> shut up, Tim. Uh, credit to him. He was, he's been all over people uh, you, uh, just, like, hammering this joke into the ground. And, and Renee, I think, you, I think you talked about how Survivor fans uh, beat a dead horse with jokes. Like, so it's, it's really so bad. And people, for years and years, will keep using the same stupid joke, the played-out jokes. And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just, uh, yeah, someone will make a joke about something, right? And it's mm-hmm. funny. And then, you know, yeah, first. And then a week or two later, okay. But then after that, it's like, are we still doing this? Like, <laughs> come on, guys. Be right. more original. So it just gets old after a while. And, like, Survivor fans, man, they just, like, they just don't get it. Uh-huh. And then, you know, love Jessica Lewis, but, you know, and yeah. she, she definitely has been. The other played out joke is how... Uh, Wendell looks like Donald Glover. You know, you guys, I seen, yeah. seen, saw so much of it because of his Only in America uh, music video dropping this week. Okay, so Chelsea. So we had this happen earlier this season where Libby s- skipped out on an exit, view, an exit interview because she had, I think she had a modeling job in London, so she couldn't make her RHAP interview with Rob. Now, we had the same thing happen this week with Chelsea, and it looks like uh, based on what she was tweeting, what I was reading on Reddit, that Chelsea was on a flight and that interfered with her scheduled call with Rob. Now, I know what you think, Renee, about all this. Zach, what are your thoughts on Chelsea ditching or not making her exit interview and then all our hap and Survivor Twitter going fucking ballistic? I mean, I don't care about exit interviews. Uh-huh. Like, I can't tell you that last season I listened to them. I mean, maybe... 29 like mm-hmm. Sam Wendelser might have been the last time even then I don't remember just seems like exit interviews sometimes get a little too spoily for me spoilery for me and I just I don't I don't know and there's just so much revisionist history from every single one of these cast members who doesn't win talking mm-hmm. about well you know there's 20 people on a season not, all 20 of them were not controlling everything you know but you to hear exit interviews you would think that that's what everyone's doing that everyone's a mastermind and you know they just made a mistake or you know everybody betrayed them but they were stupid for doing so but i mean these are the things that i miss out on by not seeing the episode until today uh-huh. um you know why does it matter if she does the exit interview or not why are you getting you know all up in arms over it especially for someone who twitter and reddit have been saying all season it's boring like, why do you care whether you hear from her or not no reddit went the opposite because of how bore, how she's got oh, a horrible yeah. edit they decided to make her their queen all right renee what <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah so stupid renee where, okay i i think we're gonna uh, get a little spiel from you right here yeah no i mean I, I tend to agree with zach that they always end up coming in they're they're kind of laying the exit interviews anyways because they always come in with this revisionist history where they've had months to think about what they want to say and all that stuff for me, it's just more of like uh, shirking your responsibilities, right? So right. when they get cast, 
and then it's like okay like you're gonna film from these days and then we're gonna have a reunion show that you're gonna have to come out to LA for and then if you get voted out you're gonna have to do an exit interview and it's like okay cool like check 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 right and then so they all know this and so for them to be like you know what I don't really want to do that it's kind of like I don't know it just bothers me because you know, I'm sure we've all seen or known people that have done that, like at work or something, where where you're you do what you need to do, and then other people are like, I don't really feel like doing that, just because they just don't feel like doing it. Yeah. And you're like, ah, it's so aggravating. Like, so, you know, she said like she scheduled a flight or something that interfered, mm-hmm. but uh, so it's like, what are you doing flying on this day if you knew that this was the day that you were leaving? Or that you were, you know, your exit interview was supposed to be like, fucking delay the flight until that afternoon. Or yeah, the next you know, you know get, a, get a later Come flight on, or something. Man. It's like 50 bucks. It's just like, uh, I mean, it just, it bothers me. And I, I don't know why. It just does. And, mm-hmm. But I mean, I really don't care. Like, what did she really have, what could she really said? Um, so I just think. If this is what you're supposed to do, like, just do it and just be an adult about it. Yeah. And I think also, so she said she tried to reschedule. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going to take her word for it, you know? Yeah. And so she said that she said that CBS or Rob wouldn't um, be okay with, weren't okay with that. It's not CBS. It was obviously Rob, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've got, we're going to talk about Rob Sessions, you know, a lot later t- in this podcast, but I think he's, I'm, I'm not sure if he is, but I'm just, I, he's probably really set in his way and kind of OCD on his Thursday morning. Thursday mornings and afternoons because he's a lot. He's got a lot going on. He's got the exit interview, and then I think he's got the breakdown interview with like some. I think he had. You said Tyson was on this week, or I th- I saw that Bryce was. Yeah, uh, Bryce. I think Bryce. Oh uh, shit! It's Michael Snow. Michael okay. Snow from Caramon. So yeah, he usually has to do like an interview at some point during the day on Thursday. It's you know like we saw we brought this up with Libby. They could have had the exit – he should have been amenable. They should have had the exit interview at the beginning of the week. He should have been chatting. I'm sure he saw the interview beforehand or he saw the episode beforehand or he knew that Chelsea was getting voted out. I mean at yeah. this point, he definitely gets spoiled. And I think he should have been more amenable and maybe opened up his schedule because you know, that's a big part of his content, the exit interview each week. So I'm surprised that he didn't I'm, – I'm going to assume it was him. I'm surprised that he didn't – go out of his way to try to get squeeze that in somehow. Okay. You know more people listen to that podcast for this week in Survivor history though, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No, they uh, don't. I... The exit interview is just the appetizer. Oh, I don't. Uh, I turn it off every time that that comes on. I, I only let it play if I'm like, uh, like forget to stop it. You know, sometimes I'm at work and uh-huh. it just, it just ends up playing. Uh, but yeah, no, it's definitely a, a stopper. You, I mean, to be fair, yeah. I, I have not listened to an RHP podcast since the end of Game Changers. So I listen to very few each. Uh, I don't know why I'm still a patron, but you know, I still am. <laughs> oh well, I'm not. I guess um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a I'm addicted and I to skipped, information. I guess I, I skipped last season entirely. I didn't mm-hmm. watch it either. Yeah. So oh, I was going to bring that up. So why did you skip uh, Triple? First H? of all, um, Wait, tell, sorry. tell us. I'm going to open that up okay. with the show. Sorry. Tell us your history with the show, like uh, when you started watching and all that stuff, and then. Um, I started watching um, China was my first season. I had just graduated college, and well, actually, that's a lie. I saw the finale of Borneo because mm-hmm. everyone was watching it at that point, and I, for some reason, my family had to be watching it. I think I was just a sophomore in high school then, so I watched it also. Um, but I started watching 
in China. I just graduated college. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I thought like, oh, maybe like I'll go teach English in China. And so I was thinking about that. And then when I saw that Survivor was going to be in China, I was like, oh, I'll, let me watch it. So like I started watching it because it was China, not mm -hmm. because it was Survivor. Um, but then, you know, then I kept watching it from then. Um, I've not seen every season. I have gone back and watched a bunch, but I haven't seen um, three, four. Uh, you haven't seen Survivor Africa? Come on, man. No. I haven't seen three, four, uh, eight, nine, ten, or eleven. Um, oh, what? You and then now thirty-five. No. You didn't see eight, nine. You didn't see. Wow, you you I didn't, see, a lot of good I didn't seasons. see Palau. I didn't see Guatemala. But you know what though? Going back and watching old seasons is kind of tough now because they weren't in HD. So yeah, the yeah, hardest just, for me was yeah. was watching, um, Australian Outback. Like those that it was like one extra episode where oh, it was yeah. just you know just going from three to two. Uh, that was just a struggle. But <laughs> it, it was different. First, it was different back then. But yeah, yeah. For skipping 35, um, I mean, I was a little bitter at the end of 34 because I was sad about Suri. But I don't know. Like, I had just moved here, and I was just trying to get settled at work, and I was really busy with stuff. Mm. And the day it was premiering, I, like, came home from work. I took a nap, and then I woke up, and the episode had already happened. Mm -hmm. And I found myself not caring that I missed it. Yep. And I looked on Twitter and I was seeing people be like, this is boring. Mm -hmm. And just as every episode went by and more and more people were complaining, I was just thought to myself, you know, it, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Of all seasons. To, yeah. Of all seasons to skip, you can definitely, you never have to watch that season. And you would have been, you would have been, <laughs> you would have been bullshit at the end too. Cause that is one of these the seasons. And with uh, Ben, the winner, uh, I just spoiled it for you, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> I, I mean, I've still followed all of you okay. who was watching it, so I knew what happened. That you know, everyone wanted what's her name to win, and then he was getting you know yeah, idols did. raining down from the sky. And yeah, yeah you know. exactly. Uh, I th that was one of those things where the whole survivor is rigged. That whole crowd came out again, and claimed uh, that Ben yeah. was uh, given idols by pr uh, production. Did you have anything to say to what Zach just uh, talked about, Renee? Uh, no, I just uh, forgot that we didn't talk about, you know, we usually have people tell us about yeah, that stuff. So stay stick on that. So is Survivor China your favorite season because it was your first one? Um, no, my favorite season is probably Sam Wendell, sir. Oh <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we, we've talked. Like, yeah. emotion, like, I mean, like, I don't think it was, I don't know. I, I would not put it as like the best, mm -hmm. but as far as like my emotional favorite, I think I like Sam Wendell, sir, the best. Um, I've been a 20 fan since leg one of season 21 of amazing race. Um, and I don't know, like I just, and I think what enhanced it at that point is I think that San Juan del Sur was peak RHAP. Like, I just think that the podcasts were funny. I think that the, the jokes were good. Like I just, mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and I think that, you know, the, the pre-merge was interesting because like, you know, drew Christie, like being crazy and like, Val being a, you know one of the more memorable second boots with her two idols things and you know I think and the whole Josh Jeremy thing I thought was interesting and then just like watching Natalie kind of run everything from when after Jeremy got voted out like I don't know what else you could possibly want in a season mm -hmm. so Renee what what I don't know did what? you have anything about Sam oh. Adel, sir <laughs> um 
It's interesting to hear uh, Zach saying that because I I'm not a fan of Sam Wandelser. Uh-huh. Um, I just think uh, I think it's too recruit heavy. You know, mm-hmm. too many people that had like never seen the show, so they're they're just making a lot of moves that like you know someone who've ne- who's never seen the show are doing, uh, which is not necessarily my my cup of tea. Um, I do like you know I do. Uh, like a lot of the cast from that, and then sure there are some good episodes, but uh, mm. I think overall it's 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 not my thing. Uh, I would say Kaigan is probably my favorite season. Um, we, uh, I just think it's excellent. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've gone on record to say it's Africa. I think Af- you know I love All Stars too. There's a lot of Survivor All Stars haters out there, but I think that was I know that, that I think that's a great season too. I mean that yeah. was that is. The, as good of a returning season as you can get. I mean, Heroes vs. Villains and Fans vs. Favorites too, but when you get these returning seasons, people are so fucking competitive and they know each other. So a lot of these times, these newbie seasons, there's a lot of people who are kind of out of their element and don't really know how to play yet. And so then when you have the returning seasons, it's just a jacked up season. And so it it all depends who they bring back though. All right, so let's shift topics now to, we're going to do our two... Uh, segments we do each week. We're gonna start. Off, so Zach, I, sh- I probably should have told you this, but the, we're gonna. The first one we're gonna talk about is what are you sick about hearing on Survivor social media? So we've talked in the past about things like you know people complaining nonstop about how men find idols and women don't. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not expecting you to know all that we've talked about in the past, Zach. And Renee, you've, you and I have probably already forgotten about what people complained <laughs> about. But yeah. all right, I've got. I've got like three. Uh, I'll go through them. And we haven't talked about this one yet. It is so stupid and so played out when people uh, make jokes about Jeff Probst making, like, dick or ball jokes during uh, immunity challenges. You know, like, oh, you got to hold that pole tighter or something like that. And it's like, it's been done. It's been beaten to death. Uh, So that's my one this week. Renee, do you have any Uh, ones that you can think of? uh, I mean, Probably just the fact that, like, uh, my tweet earlier of, like, uh, Survivor fans just uh, beating a dead mm-hmm. horse when it comes to these Survivor jokes. Um, I don't think I have anything necessarily specific. You'll add on to um, the ones that I bring up in a second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach, what – I don't – yeah. What really pisses – what really bothers you or just annoys you? I mean, I know this is something that we're going to end up talking about later, but the people who get themselves whipped up into a frenzy about – who the casts are for seasons that haven't aired yet like who care who cares who cares you know it's just i don't know if it's like a race to get them to try you know to try to get them to follow you before they're on tv oh, okay. but i just yeah. I, I don't know and be like oh i loved you since before i even knew you existed oh, you know I just, and yeah. people saying you know oh this is real this is fake and i just i don't i don't care just wait till the cast is revealed like everybody else mm-hmm. why does it matter like oh um let's see these people are following these other people they must have been on survivor together right and i mean they are and you're not so they're friends now so yeah they're gonna follow each other and you could just wait yeah. till everybody else finds out about exactly. it exactly and so the other two things i'm really sick of uh, stop talking about the purple edit you know no one cares anymore and also, let's stop talking about how the pre-merge was so great. You know, they're they're gone before the merge for a reason because they weren't great. So, <laughs> no, the pre-merge people aren't great, especially this season. Uh, I mean, that's more the pre-merge people talking about themselves saying that they're great, right? Yeah, trying to promote yeah. themselves a little, for their time. A little bit more than, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, more power to them if you can make it happen. You know, it's it's an uphill climb, you know, and, and I'm sure everybody thinks like they're the next Kelly Wentworth that they're, you know, going to go from 
from pre-merge boot to you know fan favorite yeah but yes i agree it's like lightning doesn't strike twice you know okay and not everybody who gets voted out pre-merge and thinks they have some sort of a following is gonna get asked back okay our next segment whose ass is adam riddick kissing this week and (laughs) adam is still suspended uh he unfollowed me. Does he still? Did he refollow you, Renee? No, he never refollowed me. No. Adam is super pissed at us. He unfollowed me. He unfollowed Renee, and so we we did have uh, some Facebook messaging going back and forth. And he was he's, I don't. What are we even? What's he even mad about? I I totally forget. Uh oh yeah okay. Uh so he is like he's basically like unfriended us totally. Like he's like he, he no longer considers us friends. But so I told Adam, you know, I'm willing to lift a suspension if you want to come on and defend yourself and t- talk about things. But he's like, I'm not going on your show. Like, like leave me alone. And it's just, and he's he basically called, was saying that we were bullying him, and that how we were being mean people. Well, Adam, you are one of the bigger bullies and harassers of Survivor contestants, and also, uh, we're not being mean to you. You know. You're a mean person a lot of times, so you know, I I concern myself kind of like a Robin like a Robin Hood of the bullies. You know, I only I only bully the bullies. So you know, Adam, God. like you know, come on, let's let's. And also, I'm like eighty percent joking and like just, uh, lighthearted most of the time on Twitter. You know, I hardly ever get like into a, a tizzy. So all right, Renee, thoughts on Adam? Okay, who's Adam? Whose ass was Adam Riddick kissing this week? Uh, well, for one thing, he's kissing, uh, Dalton Ross and, uh, Kellen's ass because he uh, posted some video for that thing, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, but, uh, I will go on to say, okay, I'm, it's my turn to rant about Adam Ritter now. Okay. okay. So, um, you know, I, I like the kid, right? Yeah, like, we, all, we all do. Yeah. And everything. But, uh, and I was trying to tell him this in a Facebook message, but I'm just like, dude, you're like so angry now, right? Like. You used to be able to joke around with us, and now it's like every little thing, like you just snap and like you get so pissed. And like, dude, we're only just messing with you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we can all take a joke, but he is like so mad that we accused him of having this like secret Twitter account. And it's, you know? it's him. It's I'll, like, yeah, it's definitely him. And it's like, dude, first of all, you wouldn't be getting so mad about yep. it if it wasn't fucking you. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was not you, you'd be like, it's not me, whatever. Right. Like, you wouldn't care. But he's so angry about it, which I'm just like, of all the things to be angry about. So, like, I'm going on record, and anyone who listens to this can tell him I said this. But he is oh, definitely... He definitely has... Uh, at least one secret Twitter account, if not multiple. Mm-hmm. And uh, he definitely was called out by Shut Up Tim about <laughs> it and has since abandoned the account. And uh, and and I 100% believe that. And, you know, I wish he would just admit that it was him or just not care and just be like, oh, whatever. So you can tell him that I told him that it's definitely him. Yeah. So okay, well, we'll get to you in a, uh, in a second, Zach. So let's go off. Let's go over the facts. I'm gonna pull up my lawyer hat right now. <laughs> okay. So there was an account called like the Wandoff Simon Cowell, a really stupid parody account that was going in on people who were submitting <laughs> Wandoff submissions. It's like a stupid little contest that RHAP does. Josh Wigger and Rob Cesarino. 
where people do like these joking video, like uh, music videos or uh, songs, songs, just, song, yeah. just songs about the last Survivor, random things about Survivor. So some stupid parody account that was bashing all the submissions uh, arose out of nowhere, and it was just bashing people. Now, shut off, shut up, Tim, who I think has submitted a lot of uh, music videos and probably was called out. Uh, noticed that the Wandoff account tweeted about RuPaul's drag show, or just drag race. Yeah. And that's one of the things that Adam tweets about. And so he put two and two together. And I think, the same, I think that account tweeted that by accident because Adam was on the wrong account. And so that, the Wandoff account then deleted that tweet. And I think Adam then posted on his Twitter account. So that was like, that in a sense was the absolute, like, uh, he got caught. So also there's, there's that. Uh, and, and then also I'm going to drop some fucking Shakespeare on it. His ass. Me doth protest. Uh, the lady doth protest too much. Me thinks Adam is so adamant about not being in this account that it's obvious. Him, obviously him. What is it? Occam's razor. And the most obvious choice is the choice, or is the right answer? Adam, you're fucking the account. Stop. Just admit to it. You're an asshole and a bully. And just be done with it, dude. Who cares? You know, you got to expose. You just you weren't that bad. Your main account tweets. Your main Adam Ritter account tweets worse things sometimes. You know, <laughs> controver- controversial Adam, as he likes to call himself. Like, look at all his Michelle tweets. Michelle, <clears throat> Michelle Fitzgerald. Those are way worse than the Wandoff account. All right, uh, Zach. Any thoughts uh, on all this? This is so much information. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he going in on somebody? I mean, forgive this, me because this, I didn't watch it, but somebody. Like who was like mid jury last season? She he was like going in on somebody. So anyway. last season was season was Triple H, and he was like he was going he was sucking kissing ass nonstop about uh, oh, Ben, he hated, Chrissy, uh, and Ryan. Lauren or something, right? Like Lauren, he hated her. Or Rimmer? Something. Oh, oh yeah, he was right. hating on Rimmer until he met her, and then he yeah. was all of a sudden a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, what a surprise! Um, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I like him, but we've had our arguments in the past. Like, I mean, I am sick of hearing anything he has to say about the end of Korong. Like, (laughs) I I mean, and I've made my my position on this very public, you know, Mm -hmm. as a staunch Michelle defender. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I think we've all talked about it, that it's like, I don't know. It's just he's a little extra sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that anyone should... Um, tie their worth as a person to how many reality show television contestants follow them on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh-huh. there we go. Yeah, and so I'm. I consider Adam a friend. He's a confidant, uh, and you know we'll we'll get over this. Adam, come back on here, defend yourself, and we're gonna stop talking about this. We're gonna still have the Adam Riddick ass kissing uh, segment each week until you come on. So you better come on here, and also. Who would have thought that years and years of friendship would all be over because of a fucking wand off Twitter account and also Survivor Maryland? Our friendship's over because of those stupid <laughs> topics, I guess. Adam, I, I consider you a friend. Let's let's you know let's let bygones be got bygones, and you know take take a fucking joke, dude. Renee, any closing yeah. thoughts on all this written nonsense? Uh, no, I mean I, I I think about like all of us talking about uh this stuff. You know, we're all like in our thirties, like right. um, and it's like so silly to think about. <laughs> 
but it's like, Adam, come on. Like, stop being a little bitch. Like, yeah. I'm your friend. Like, it's fine. You know, like, I've had a lot of therapy. So, like, I know how to apologize and, um, you know, ask for forgiveness and how to work things out. So, uh, come on, buddy. Come back. Also, as an aspiring Survivor contestant, he really needs to work on his lying. If, you know, his reaction to being accused of something is to like explode at the person who's accusing him <laughs> yeah because that right. is a surefire way to get voted out he he really needs to have thicker skin too yeah. because if he's going to be on survivor australia uh his archetype is the kind of archetype that gets a lot of shit so if you're getting so worked up over little things on twitter now can you imagine you're gonna have to delete your twitter account because you're gonna get a ton of shit from yeah. random people if, you're, if it's the problem from people who actually like you like mm -hmm. imagine People, people who are know. online and don't give a shit about you. <laughs> well, he blocks everyone who's like remotely negative or who sublikes his tweets. So be, <laughs> I've, been be... I've been accused of subliking. Yeah, I love. He it. also got mad at me last season because I was calling him out for being absurd, and I didn't actually watch the season, and he was <laughs> he took particular offense to that. And you know how many times I've like he's asked me. To, to ask people to stop going in on him and I've like DM people and told them to lighten up and like just back off Adam like it's like happened like four or five times like Adam like just chill out dude there's you know Renee and I get a lot of shit too like people are talking shit about us on Reddit and stuff and we don't oh, really yeah. care uh, just get some thicker skin buddy um, okay so we still have a lot of we're gonna try to go right through all this stuff so it was announced that or it was a, it was a busy week it, it was, was a it very was busy week and uh. Uh, well, so Redmond, we're going to get into Redmond in a bit, uh, uh, but so he announced or he leaked that Russell was going to be on the next season of Survivor Australia too. And then all the Russell haters came out of the woodwork and were just like, oh, why is he going to be on Survivor Australia? Like, we don't need him. Like, oh, you're ruining like this show already. And it was just so silly. And so before we start, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you guys, but... I really hope Russell goes for the cycle. He was on Survivor uh, United States. He's now on Survivor Australia, and so many people hate him. I hope he goes on Survivor New Zealand and Survivor South uh, Africa just to ruin all the, these people's uh, uh, times. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Renee, uh, Zach, let's go to you first. Thoughts on people hating Russell? Thoughts on Russell going to Survivor Australia? I mean, like, I've never wanted Russell to win a season, but I'm not going to lie that he is and say he's bad TV. Like... But you think about the seasons that kind of came before, a couple of seasons that came before Samoa, you know, and then he just kind of like breathed new life into mm -hmm. the series that had been on for almost 10 years at that point and just kind of, and, you know, it's been sailing ever since. You know, he's he's a compelling character. Now, I don't know what he did to CBS that they hate him so much that he has to go to Australia and yet they keep casting Caleb Reynolds on things. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, he's good TV. He's a good character. Um, he's, a great character. he's very compelling. You know, he's, you know, I mean, at, I could see some people, if there's people are like Survivor Australia purists, a show I've never seen, by the way. Um, but, you know, that they're like stunt casting an American contestant on the show. But, you know, if they don't want him there, they'll vote him out, too. Right, exactly. And then it'll just be yeah. like Redemption Island all over again. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Give it a shot. It's the worst that could happen. Yeah, he's not going to win. He's not. I mean, he's not going to win. So right. just, just deal with it. Renee. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Russell should. Well, I guess he should have won a Samoa. I guess I, I have that opinion. But 
Um, it's crazy that people would think Russell's not a good TV character or good Survivor player or, you know, good Survivor character. Um, he's great. Uh, think about how much of a turd Redemption Island is because he was, like, gone so early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I might even actually watch this uh, Australian Survivor yeah. uh, if it's, like, actually, you know, if he lasts or, you know, if I actually have good access to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm pumped about it. Like... Uh, I know that he went afoul of CBS because of, like, Willie Hans and Brandon being, like, psychopaths and everything. So I think that's probably part of the reasons why he hasn't been back. Also, he played three times in, like, four seasons, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we were just thrown too much uh, Russell right away. Um, if he would have come back for, like, Game Changers or something, I think he would have been really good in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for it. I mean... I'm all for exporting out some of our characters to other Survivor Definitely. seasons as well. Like, I'm surprised that this is actually is able to happen. I mean, I don't know what the rights are for, like, citizenship and all that crap. Um, because you have to be a U.S. citizen to play in American Survivor. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That must be different for the other ones. Uh, but, like, hell, give us some of these uh, other players, right? Like, have uh, one of these crazy Australian Survivor players come and play an American uh, season. Like I'd be down for that too. I think, a, yeah, <laughs> I think an international survivor would be awesome. Like, yeah, put them all together. Even um, people who don't speak uh, English or, you know, I think that would be an interesting dynamic trying to uh, yeah. see how people would uh, try to communicate. Um, so yeah, I'm for Russell playing. Um, I hope he does well. Cause I would actually like to see him play like survivor. Now that he's had all this time to kind of reflect on how he played and everything. Like it, I just want to see, want to see that play out mm-hmm. yeah and i mean it's not you're not losing viewers if anything you're gaining viewer, viewers because like more americans are gonna watch this now i mean of who, course who, and also all, i mean he's not let i mean he could be the goat and they just bring him to the end but I, you can't really trust russell so that's probably not gonna yeah. happen but and i, I would mean, say um i hope they make it easy for american viewers to watch it somehow like i hope because I he's on they're like hey like you can you know get it on demand or something like that would be nice yeah i hope it's not, it's not like a, a scavenger hunt trying to find the new episodes before you get spoiled yeah um okay now let's uh so i brought up redmond i could do a do we whole... want to go into this do we yeah, want to go we into the start we, of it well, okay so before we go into redmond uh we're going to talk about how so okay so the new season survivor 37 just wrapped up and they came back to uh, the states, and they so they obviously they started jumping back on social media, and it was leaked that there's two people on the season uh, that people knew of. There was this like hot cop guy that TMZ leaked, and then there was this this girl. Her name's Jessica Pete, and for some reason it got out that she was on. So okay, I think she was like blabbing and had a big mouth. So. People knew that these two people were on. So what happened was people were just like stalking and following their accounts. And they knew that once they came back, they were going to be active. They're going to be following their friends that they made on the show and whatnot. So Renee, uh, myself, and my friend uh, Keaton, uh, who was on, <laughs> he was on uh, Survivor Facebook. It was like a, a, a online org that Renee is going to shit on me for in a second. But um, uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of people. There's like dozens of people who were fall like or watching these accounts, and so Jessica Pete started following all the 
other contestants. And so we, we all got tipped off and then those people would fall, other contestants, blah, blah, blah. And so the, before you knew it, uh, all these like accounts were uh, known and on Survivor, again, some Reddit account, on some Reddit threads, uh, the cast started to get spoiled. And so people started, were uh, fucked up and they thought uh, Renee and they thought my, and this other guy, Keaton, were contestants because they followed all the other uh, the new contestants. So you started having all these threads bashing Renee or, and bashing Keaton like these guys aren't on. And I think uh, Renee was like, I can't I can't tell if he's 20 or 40. And then people just started ripping into Keaton, too. So, uh, Renee, what were your thoughts on what were your thoughts on being on Survivor 37? Uh, first of all, I had a great time. Uh-huh. Um, you won, I right? make I make I make the jury at okay. least. Um, I won't spoil what actual day. Um, no, so you know I was tipped off by someone that uh, the cast had returned, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, keep your eye on this girl, right?" Um, and I was at work at the time, so I was like, you know, Instagram is kind of a pain in the ass. So I just followed her because, you know, I'm not going to, like, look her up without having followed her. Like, I was just like, I'll check back on her later by following her, right? So that's all I did. And then, you know, whatever worked, went to bed. The next day, it's Tuesday, you know, I'm I'm in Los Angeles, so I'm on the West Coast time. Mm -hmm. So I wake up at, like, 7.15 or something in the morning, which is 10.15 Eastern, and, like, my phone is just blowing up. Like, there's all these messages from people... Um, Facebook, Twitter DMs, whatever, and they're just like, holy shit, like, take a look at this. And I was like, I was in, in awe. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, how the hell, like, did I get mixed up in this? Like, literally all I did was follow this one chick, like, and now I'm, like, supposedly being outed as a Survivor contestant, uh-huh. which was, like, it was just really funny to me, and I was like, because I hardly ever post on Instagram just because, like, I don't really have anything to post most of the time. So I guess they took my inactivity to mean that I was one of these people. But I'm like, guys, take five extra seconds and go on Twitter and see that I tweet like uh, usually every single day mm-hmm. and that I've been podcasting with you uh, for like <laughs> eight weeks right. in a row or something. So it's insane that anyone would ever think that I was actually on. Um, and so I just had fun with it, you know, like I posted like a picture of like a big you know, <laughs> meal that I was going to have and stuff like that. Your first meal, um, your first cup of coffee. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was just funny and I kept it going for a while. Like, I think there might be people that honestly still believe that I went and played. Um, but, um, it's just hilarious and, you know, I'm just, I'm a person that likes to see if any of these people are dumb enough to post anything. Yep. So, like, I follow these people, you know, I follow these people, and, you know, it's just hilarious to see people being like, this guy's just a groupie, and it's like, (laughs) like, you guys aren't fucking doing the the same same thing, thing. exactly. Um, so, A, shut your mouth, and B, like, you know, you'd be ecstatic if you were ever friggin', um, you know, accidentally said that you were on the show, right? Like, all these people just, like freaking weirdos did you get did you start to get new like followers on instagram and stuff i did i started getting new followers on there yeah and um it was kind of funny i got tagged in a couple tweets a couple (laughs) things i had like my picture on them and that's the weirdest part where they were like going through all my posts and stuff and being like Uh, looks like he's married looks like blah blah blah. and it's just like oh dude it's like Mm. get get out of my fucking account right (laughs) yeah yeah so i so i was like kind of like 
conspiring with Keaton too. I'm like, dude, lock your account now because that makes it even like sketchier for the people trying to follow <laughs> you because all the new contestants started locking their accounts too. And like, and post like some selfies and talk about how you're like, like it's good to be back or something or your first big meal and stuff. So it, uh, it was all fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know and if- I will say, um, I will say that. Um, it was funny because a lot of you guys, like, you went along with it and you were like, oh my God, I hope he does well. And of course, <laughs> Mr. Adam Ritta was like oh. the lone person that was like, guys, Renee is not on. How dare you think he oh. is? Well, it's like, dude, come on. Like, it's quit a f- being such a fucking little bitch. Yeah, stop, stop being a wet blanket. You just play with the joke uh, for, for one fucking time. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it was fun, and uh, it was a, uh, it was just a great little thing that happened. Um, um, so and then we have more to say about that, right? We, we I do. Mean, uh, I want to talk more about that. So, Zach, what do you think about it? Yeah, Zach, this... what do you think? Sorry. Uh, what about you getting all cast and actually <laughs> being on the thing. show? I, I mean, it's funny that the, like you're saying, like the people who are like accusing you of being a groupie or whatever, like those people, if they were not on the show, would not be like lurking every single place that like their name might be brought up just to see what people are saying about them. You know, like game break. I don't know. I mean, and I said it before that this is one of the things that that in Survivor social media that annoys me. You know, like who cares if you found out that this person was on the season before other people did? Mm-hmm. It it doesn't get yeah. you anything. You know. Yeah. Like you don't get, you know, like oh, I'm accruing points towards getting cast on the show myself. No. Like it's not, no, like yeah. yeah. Also, um, we we have so much to talk about this, but so Jessica Pete is like 18 or 19, and it's really fucking weird when these men who are like in their 30s, 40s, and 50s start like leaving messages on and shit on her threads and stuff like guys she's like 20 to 30 years younger than you now i talked to <laughs> renee about this and there's this guy his name's andy baker and renee doesn't think that this account was him but i think the guy's like in his 50s or even early 60s i don't know how old he is but i well, also i don't know who would make a fake andy baker account but so there is an account that it looks like it's him and he was leaving these like queen and like slay queen like winter like weird messages on jessica pete's like instagram posts and you know, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it is a fake account. I don't know why anyone would make a fake Andy Baker account. But it was just, if it is him, that's fucking strange. Uh, what do you think about rando, like, 50-year-old men, 60-year-old men leaving uh, weird comments on 18, 19-year-olds' uh, Instagram accounts, Zach? I mean, I, don't, I feel like people in my community do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> some some people like Michael. I mean, I'm sure you read like you know you look at any of the comments and like anything he posts, and you know there's going to be a lot of gays who are posting a lot of mm-hmm. questionable things to someone who was straight. So you know at least at least when the old men are doing it to the to you know to straight women, at least there's some sexual compatibility there. But you know this is just you know people just hitting on him for no reason you know when but but he keeps posting stuff so i'm sure he likes the attention yeah but yeah i don't know you know it's people are weird on social media so yeah renee you wanted you want you uh you want to defend your boy andy baker (laughs) (laughs) well i will say i met andy like the the caramelin finale i think it was or maybe it was blood versus water or something like that i mean he's a nice guy like uh he um you know, he used to like blog about it for our app and stuff like that. But uh, he kind of had like a weird snap, and he just like 
all of a sudden like hated the show Mm -hmm. and so he just like deleted all his social media accounts and like left and then like a few seasons later like popped up again Mm -hmm. and um and so uh and i think i reached out and was like hey andy and like he never responded so i don't know if he just like is kind of done with the with with like with me i guess or i don't know other people um i don't think he would have posted something like that or maybe he was being ironic and being like oh like yeah. everyone's gonna love her like let me just post the stupid comment i do think it's pretty weird yeah it's but, not really uh, self-aware so andy baker like come on the podcast and <laughs> uh, i don't know like, oh maybe get in touch with us i think let us know yeah i've seen that guy's name for a long time in the community i think i think he was i think he's super butthurt that he's never been cast and uh, every time he sees like these yeah. new casts and like these uh, people who don't i guess deserve to be on uh, air quotes uh pisses him off um so now that i'm can thinking I, uh, oh, sorry go ahead can i bring up uh, some of these people that are on 37 uh yeah one second i want to introduce a new segment Okay. Uh, it's called friend or foe. Okay. Um, and we're gonna bring up a name, and then we'll say, are they a friend or are they a foe, or are they a foe? And so when Renee and I had some fun on Twitter about Renee being on Thirty Seven, and I saw at one point during the same day, I think this guy Antonio Mazzaro unfriended me, and I think he unfriended you too. Is that right? Or unfollowed? Oh, yeah. yeah, unfollowed. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even understand why because uh-huh. it's like I don't know if he thought that we planned this or something. And we he did was like, first off. Yeah, I mean, shit, man. Like I I had a busy project at work this week, yeah. so like the last thing I was gonna do was like start some stupid mm-hmm. survivor thing. Um, so it was bizarre that he like unfollowed us over that. Yeah. I mean, so I is, think, uh, is Antonio Mazzaro a friend or a foe, Renee? Um, I'm going to I'm going to say friend i mean he's a strange guy i've met him a few times Mm -hmm. and he is like has been really critical and scathing of me on on social media right like facebook or twitter like he'll just like have like really kind of like backhanded responses Mm -hmm. to me when he did like he never answered me recently but then he would we would private message each other and, and stuff and he was always really uh nice and everything Mm -hmm. like he you know when i moved to la he was like hey man like i wish you the best of luck like you and dana out there like this is really great for you that you're taking this risk and everything and it was a really nice thing for him to like reach out and do that Mm -hmm. but then you know then he just like gives me shade on twitter and then like unfollows us like out of random it's kind of like what what's happening here like are we just too like too much of a hot take for this guy or something like <laughs> we're, ru- we're ruining the game by well you know maybe he tries to be unspoiled i just saw that and like he he really cares about the sanctity of uh, survivor and doesn't like wants to go in completely unspoiled but i mean it, whatever and i think he's a foe uh, i have nothing against the guy <laughs> i have not I, he seems like a like he's too, like super serious on twitter and like you know like i think i'm not gonna tell him how to live or how to behave on twitter but just like fucking lighten up uh zach do you know antonio mazaro I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't have any issue with him. So, okay. so he's a friend of yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for me, yes. Like, I say friend. I haven't. Yeah. I don't think I've done anything. Yeah. But... I'll say Antonio. Uh, I'm giving you the same uh, same extension with Andy Baker. Come on, the podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, t- hash it out with us. We'll have a good mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. Like, come back to we'll us. We'll drink bro. some beers over the uh, computer. Yeah. Uh, so okay. So you wanted to get back into 
Well, I'll just say I haven't really gotten a chance to take a look at this 37 cast yeah. of a. Uh, we can just talk. About, we can just talk about a couple um, people. I've seen um I I've seen a few of them and like ugh, unfortunately it seems like a lot of these people like are recruits and like have never fucking seen the show before which mm-hmm. I don't know how well that bodes for the season uh, but there's one particular guy that <laughs> keeps posting Instagram stories of himself with oh, yeah. one one of the girls mm-hmm. um and like yesterday I took a screenshot so in case he deleted it but he posted a picture of himself with her where they're like like he's got like a no shirt on i think and they're like uh cuddling and whatever and he's like fuck it right, right. so i'm assuming that that's you know to survivor production or whoever that uh he's like i don't care if i'm not supposed to be posting this like mm-hmm. fuck you i am which first of all means he probably does not do well in the game you know if that's if he's so nonchalant about all this stuff like obviously he doesn't care I mean, I don't know if they're gonna like pull a Vetus on him and like disinvite him from the reunion or anything like that. That'd be cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's like reached out to him and said like, "Dude, like, don't do this. Like, delete this shit or whatever." Mm-hmm. Or if they've even seen it, or if they even care. I mean, if they don't fucking care that these in- people aren't even doing their exit interviews, what do they care about social media at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a little bit, uh, you know, eye-opening to see from these people. So, yeah. Zach. Uh... Thoughts on contestants just ignoring the rules of Survivor and just posting on social media about, I guess, their new relationship they had. They formed so this is a, this is okay. So this is two people who are on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly on the show. Supposedly. So, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, uh, rumored <laughs> to be. I don't know. I mean, if there are people who, it's weird because if there are people who like met and formed a relationship on the show, like. Or is product can production really say like you have to live separate from each other for like the next? I mean, they do in the bad season. Thirty seven is not going to end until December. Mm-hmm. You know, like the finale yeah. is seven months from now. You know, I mean, there's only so much control I feel like that right. production can have over these people's lives. Um, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, dock their stipend, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, that's the thing because they don't get paid until after the show airs, right? So yeah. I wouldn't be so so cavalier, you know, with you know when production's still holding all the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, if they did, but they broke the rules and like say this guy won or she won. I mean, that I, I mean they could. I, you're a lawyer, so I mean they they. There well, are I think probably... those contracts like ha- say that like you know at least as far as the winner's concerned, I'm pretty sure that you know they're opening themselves up to like millions of dollars of liability. Yeah. So I don't think, yeah. I think I remember Vita saying somewhere that he did not get any money for Cambodia. Like, uh, he came back and, uh, you know, he came home early and then mm-hmm. he didn't go on the reunion and then they, ne- they never paid him. Like, cause so, that was part of like the deal that you know, he wanted to leave mm-hmm. as soon as he was voted out. And I, I mean, think I heard him on say something that he like didn't get any money for it. Um, and I'm sure in a way, maybe he didn't care. Like first boot gets yeah. what, like two grand, twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, like, but they yeah. also get the ten thousand dollars for the reunion for the show. Reunion. And I also yeah. heard that all the non, all the people who didn't go on, get on, like Max Dawson and Shane Powers, I heard. I don't know if this is legit, but I heard that they all did get twenty thousand dollars for all the stuff that they did. So I mean, that oh. could that could just be a rumor. But so I mean, Vitas, I mean, it would be nice if yeah. they did if yeah. they did that for for what they put them through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's one thing for, you know, other returning seasons when, you know, casting says, you know, you know, we're considering you like maybe we'll bring you, maybe we won't. And then they don't. But 
to put them through like the dog and pony show of begging for votes for them to not go like it's nice that they gave him something for yeah. you know the two weeks three yeah. weeks that they spent like you know trying to publicize themselves as much as possible all right so we're going to talk to we're talking to talk about two more of the potential uh, contestants the first one we'll talk about is there's a wrestler on uh he goes by i think john morrison or john johnny mundo uh, his real name is john hennigan and i am all on board for them i've always wanted them to cast a wrestler because i think if you know wrestling or if you know these like characters they are great with the microphone they're great with sound bites and stuff so any i mean all the girls and all the uh, something like a lot of the guys are going to love this guy too i mean he's a very attractive guy and so he is going to be electric out there and so i'm excited to see him renee thoughts on uh, this guy john hennigan getting cast um i let me start out by saying i was a big time wrestling fan like back in the like late 80s 90s and stuff like that but then i kind of stopped following it for a little while but then uh, MTV had this reality show called Tough Enough, mm-hmm. and this dude, John, he was on this show. I think it was the third season, and he, I think he won, or he, like, because I think they picked two winners, and I think he was one of them at the very end that won, um, and then right after, he, he came on as Johnny Nitro, I think, was, like, his first, like, mm-hmm. stage name or, or persona or whatever, um, and so I kind of followed him through that, and then, you know, like, uh, have not kept up with wrestling so i like don't know what happened to him but since he was announced i like went back i was like holy shit that's that guy and he was good on tough enough from what i remember and like it looks like he's had a fairly successful like actual wrestling career Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah i'm all for it and yeah on tough enough they like assess how well of a character they can you know create and this guy was good with the mic and you know creating a storyline and doing interviews and stuff like that so i'm sure that he uh, is is good on the show as long as he like didn't get all you know hungry or whatever like like if he broke down after not eating and all that stuff. Yeah, if you're too jacked up, it's like your body just fucking uh, your body can't handle it. Uh, did you did you see this guy yet, Zach? I mean, I just looked him up. He looks like a swole Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so that combine that with the fact that you know if you're gonna be on you know if you're gonna be a successful pro wrestler like you have to be a compelling character like I I don't see at this point I don't see a downside you know yeah. to him being on the show. Okay, and then the the other person that we're gonna talk about and this uh, should bring up some good debate here is this guy Nick Wilson who is an RHAP patron uh-huh. Uh-huh. I remember. Uh-huh. Um, I remember people complaining about this guy. So I don't know if you remember him, Zach. Oh, but I know Renee knows all about this guy. And, well, also, so I saw someone tweet out stuff about him already on Twitter. And I thought that was frowned upon, that I thought that anything that happened in the patron group stayed in the patron group. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, Renee, what's your, what are your thoughts on uh, this guy, Nick Wilson? Um, well... Uh, this guy. Um, first of all, when I found out that he was on the season, oh my god, I was taken aback because this guy is like one hundred percent like a supreme chode. Um, <laughs> and I just remember him. He was like a big time Trump supporter, mm-hmm. and I just remember him getting into arguments in the patron group all the time about Trump and and all that shit. And I never thought anything of it. Like I would say props to him for being cast on the show because he never once like put it out there that he was ever trying to be on the show. Mm-hmm. So like I'll give him props that like he actually went through casting, went and actually got 
picked and played and everything and, and kept it, you know, out of, uh, of the limelight. Um, it's really surprising because he's apparently a public defender uh, in Kentucky. And I know that usually you're supposed to have like compassion for people when you do that kind of job. Um, and if you're a big time Trump supporter, like I don't understand how you would have that job and then also support Trump, mm. uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm hoping that he's kind of was playing a character this whole time on Facebook and that he was just kind of trolling people. Like I'm going to be this like conservative person, you know, to get people riled up just mm. to see what they do and say. And like, maybe he was using that to like judge how he would act on survivor. Mm. Um, I don't know if he actually is a crazy Trump person. I don't know how well he'll do. Obviously, I hope not well. Um, but it is, I mean, these people, they get cast for a reason. So, like, he must have been really, um, either really dumb in casting to where they're like, oh, man, we got to get like this an, guy Like a new Anakate, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's, like, really charming, you know? And, like, that could totally be the case as well, where... You know, he goes out there and he just puts on this front and maybe he never even fucking discusses politics or anything like that. Yeah. And he does really well. So I don't know. I just I ended up I ended up blocking him on Facebook <laughs> because I would just see his asinine comments all the time in these threads. And I was like, I don't want to keep seeing this guy's stupid like rationalizations for Trump. And the only way I could get rid of those was to block him. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And then. Um, so I recently unblocked him earlier today just so that I could creep on him and see, um, give myself a reminder of what he looked like and all that stuff. So I don't know, man. I mean, it's a good thing that he plays in the fall season. So we don't necessarily have to wait forever for him to like be on the show and kind of see it play out. Like if he was playing next spring, like, oh, that would be a nightmare to have this thing out there. But I don't know, man. We'll see. Zach, what are your thoughts on Nick Wilson? I don't know if you remember him or not. Um, I mean, I remember him. I mean, um, I will say that I will disagree with Renee on one thing that I do remember seeing at some point him talking about wanting to audition. I don't know if he was talking about going to an open call. I don't know if he was talking about or like thinking about it or like thinking about making a video. But the fact that I saw that I remember that in the back of my mind and then saw him, it kind of like it was like, oh, this makes sense to me, knowing the kind of person he is or at least the person the kind of person he put himself out there as I can look past politics and stuff. You know, I, I pretty much agree with both of you on most politics and I can, I can look past it. Uh, but if the person's a douchebag, you know, well, I mean, Russell's a douchebag, so I, I like Russell too. So he seems like, but he doesn't seem annoying in a Russell way. He seems kind of annoying in like, a. I mean, I've said this on somebody else's Facebook post earlier today who was talking about him or yesterday or whenever, but he just seems like he's like destined to be another Bradley and mm. where he's just going to be yeah. one of those people that no one seems to like and everyone will be rooting for him to get voted off. Yeah. So, you know, that, that, that kind of combative, like, or, you know, that it just seems like that archetype is just one who, you know, if you can, if you really feel that way or you can really sell it, like you may be able to get on the show, mm -hmm. but you know you're not going to get very far, and you're not going to get people to like you very much. So yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, so I just want to touch on Redmond for a, a bit, and then we can wrap up. But also, Wonderful. what you want to do? Oh, 
Uh, I think Redmond's my best friend now. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're buddies. I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, a little, like, I just do want a little word of advice for people. Uh, the survivor community and just like groups in general, you know, be very picky about who you get in group chats with and like Facebook groups with. Because, you know, it might be nice to have this large group where you can kind of like share stuff and like talk shit about stuff. Chances are, you know, the people that you can get in these groups with, like if you, it's like more than five people, you're going to end up hating a lot of them. There's going to be a lot of feuds and stuff that happen. And I know that the three of us were in a big group at one point, And I definitely don't like a lot of the people that were in that group with us now. So if you're out there and you're thinking about joining a big group where it's like shit talking and like uh, just talking about people, I would suggest you don't. Keep your keep your... Keep your secret groups very small because if they get too big, uh, they're no longer a secret. And also, yeah, so the patron group, there's like 2,000 people in there or like 1,000 people. And this is all public, so I'm not like – I'm not giving away private information. Do you – so once it gets to like 1,000 people, it's no longer a private group. All, anything that gets in there is going to get out. What are your thoughts, Renee, on these big groups and people tweeting or uh, posting about shit that goes on in there? Um, I mean, I've been part of like few bigger to smaller groups and I've ended up hating a bunch of people that were in them. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I will say was don't trust anyone ever. Yep. So like, um, don't be in a Facebook group and think that you can post something that's not going to leak mm-hmm. because 100% it's going to leak by someone in there because yep. they're going to be like, okay, I don't care. Like if there's 20 people in a group, you're like, they're never going to be able to find out that it was me who leaked this. Mm-hmm. They're going to fucking do it. And so, you know, I remember when Rob posted in the patron group, this is all public now, but he posted about how he was contacted for game changes or something. And, and then someone ended up leaking it to like Reddit and then oh, people yeah. stick. They were like, Oh my God, I can't believe people would break <laughs> the sacred trust of the patron group. <laughs> and it was like, there's freaking like 800 people in here. Like, how did you expect it to not fucking get leaked? Yeah. And so I just think that people are delusional if they think that stuff is not going to be talked about or leaked from any of these groups. And I would say if you are in those groups, make sure that whatever you post in there, you're okay with being shown to other people Mm -hmm. Um, because chances are it could be or it will be. So just be very wary. That's why I there's just some things that I will never fucking post um, anywhere. And if I really need to... uh, Tell someone something that's secretive. I will come FaceTime on the, them. Come on, come on the podcast. podcast Video chat yeah. them, or I'll Snapchat it so that I can see that they didn't actually save it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. But, uh, you know, and, even then, that's not private because there's screen recorders nowadays. Uh, Zach, yeah, what, Zach, just what you, tell them on the phone. Yeah, Zach, what do you think uh, about breaking the sacred trust of these patron groups and I mean, stuff like that? I mean, this has been going on for a long time, right? I mean, uh, I haven't been in the patron group for like six months or more at this point. But, mm-hmm. I mean, for years... There was like, and I don't know if it's still being updated, but like there was a thread on Survivor Sucks that would like be updated with like weird things people said on like the Patriot casts and like drama that was going on in the group. Like everybody on Survivor Sucks was like, you know, the names were all anonymous. So there were some people who, you know, figured out who people were, but, you know, it's not a secret. Right. And I understand that everybody kind of wants to think it is, but, you know, all it takes is one person. And, and yeah. And, you know, Gonna... And with like with a group with more than a thousand people, you're just fooling yourself if you think that it's going to be anything you put in there is going to be a secret. 
I will say um, there was some threads started in the patron group when I, when I was in the patron group. Uh, let me say I first I voluntarily left the uh, RHAP patron group mm-hmm. before I actually stopped being a patron because uh, it's it's just uh, toxic in there. It's awful. Um, but I will say that there was threads in there where people were like, let's list our darkest secrets. Mm-hmm. And people would like, oh, my God, yeah, all this crazy ass shit. And I was like, first of all, I was like, holy shit, this person is like really fucked up. But second of all, I'm like, why are you posting this? Like, don't post this in here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to know your darkest secrets. Like, yeah. this is crazy. So, yeah, I and, mean. Yeah, I know I know some people even, like, came out as, like, bi or, like, gay or lesbian in those chats. Yeah. And I, I know for a fact that people would then go into these, like, splinter groups and then uh, out them. So, like, I mean, these groups are not, these these are not secret places. And, I mean, for some people, like stuff like that, like maybe it wasn't really like, yeah, maybe at the time they told that it was a secret, but like I could, I could see at least something like coming out, mm-hmm. like just using that as like a first step to, to doing it, you know, yeah, or, like, okay, fine. Like I might as well tell these people, but yeah, like the patient group for me got toxic too when I feel like there would be threads too, where it was like, everybody tag who your favorite people oh, are in the patron God. group. And it's like. <laughs> It's just like asking for people to like be excluded, <laughs> to yeah. be excluded, mm-hmm. and you know, and it just seems like there is a very, um, for as many people are are being added to it, it seems like there's a very high barrier to entry mm-hmm. to kind of be like actually in the group as opposed to just a member of it, mm-hmm. you know, to yeah. get like recognized and have people talk to you and whatever. But you know, stuff like you know, everyone tell everybody else who your favorite people are. It's just like, what is? The, I mean, are we twelve? Yeah. Like, what's <laughs> like? We're all adults in here. Yeah, I don't understand what the point is. And I, I think you know, I think Renee and I, Renee especially, would get shit in there when he would like post like a contradictory, uh, contradictory, contra- uh, it would be you'd be contradicting Rob, or you'd be like you call Rob out on something, and then you would just get fucking shit on. Like, why oh, are yeah. people so protective of Rob? Like, he's a grown man. It's this. He's got a two thousand person. Uh, patron group like Rob can defend himself like you don't have to like jump at Rob's defense it's just like it's so silly how people were so protective of Rob like he's like he's not your dad he's not your brother he's not like your son like let the guy fucking handle his fights himself you know and like he's making money hand over fists right like in the patron group he can yeah. stand to he'll hear a controversial opinion once in a while yeah I don't know like the the bloom started to fall off the rose for me a little bit even as early as Cambodia, mm-hmm. because um, it was, I am not a, a Stephen Fishback fan, and it just was a, an entire season of he could do no wrong, and everything mm-hmm. that he did was was amazing. And the the um, the episode after he got voted out, hearing people, seeing people in the patron group, and hearing people on the voicemails talking about how Spencer should be excommunicated from the RHAP community <laughs> for blindsiding Stephen, like. It's just it's, people are taking this way too seriously. Yeah. It, um, yeah, it seems like Rob is the only person in the Survivor community who cannot get shit on. Who, like, no one can talk shit about him on Twitter or like Reddit or stuff. Like because, like first off, Rob shits on so many people on his podcast and stuff. Like he, I mean, he's joking. He's not really nasty about it. But you can't say anything negative about Rob or like uh, people just like jump down your throats and stuff. Well, me saying not so nice things about Steven in the patron group was like the beginning of the end for me with Rob. Like it was, he stopped liking me at that point. So, (laughs) yeah, I had the audacity to, uh, 
Rob, somehow got brought up of like Rob basically like, am I doing too many podcasts? You know, question mark. Mm-hmm. And people and I had the audacity to say like, oh, kind of. I mean, it seems like you're spreading yourself a little too thin here. Like maybe you should just focus on doing like a few really like good podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like one a day, essentially. Oh, my God. People like fucking wanted to kill me. They were like. If you don't want to listen to everyone, no one's forcing you to, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, but yeah. there's still, a, he's still diluting himself to, a, yeah. you know, every, like, it's just, sorry that I friggin' said that maybe he should just focus on uh, three or four a week instead of one every day. Like, mm-hmm. my bad. I guess I, you know, was wrong to, you know, go against what everyone wanted which was basically like rob you can do no wrong we all love you like keep just you know doing whatever you want and we'll just fully support you all the time yeah yeah there are like there are people who i agree who will support anything he does and there are people who would be happy if he did nothing but but make podcasts from the moment he woke up in the morning to the minute he went to bed mm-hmm. because they don't want to do anything but listen to RHEP podcasts. I don't know. I mean, my my relationship with the community is strange. touch and go, I guess. It's yeah. it's yeah, it's strange. It's it's strange like, you know, and I yeah, I think we, we don't hate, I don't hate the guy. And you know, for the game changers for now when I was down there, you know, he saw me like give me a, he he came up to me, he gave me a hug and stuff like and I actually like had just landed from I and so it was at the hotel next to Universal and so I landed at LAX and then it was awful traffic so I landed I had to take a shit and so like <laughs> it was like an hour and a half drive from the uh, LAX to Universal and so I get in there I got my luggage I had to shit and he, he comes up to me and like gives me a hug and, like I kind of it's not that I brushed him off but I had to go shit so I had to leave so but you know it was nice you know the guy like he he knows of us he uh, and I think. We could go really well, really deep into this, but I think he is one of the last like celebrity survivor people. So I think that people, it's like the last remnants of like celebrity. Like survivors aren't celebrities, but like I, I feel like Rob kind of is. And so like people think of him when they interact with him, it's like like a god, like it's a celebrity. People are I, all these reality fans are really a lot. Most of them are really into the the, uh, the celebrity culture. So when Rob like interacts with them, they think it's like really unique and special. I actually got a chance to see this from like the outside perspective because when I went to the Toronto Know It Alls, I brought my boyfriend with me who does Mm -hmm. not, who's never listened to a podcast before, you know, who saw like three episodes of Survivor and like happened to be watching BB Can last season. And I remember him telling me that like he thought it was crazy when we were like in the lobby before the show started. And he's like, why are all these people like standing in this like endless line to like, go talk to him and like take a picture. Like he was on a reality show. I don't don't understand. (laughs) And I'm like, and I mean, I've been guilty of doing the same thing and it was just to, to see it from, you know, to get the outside perspective from someone who has, you know, who wouldn't know him from a hole in the ground Mm -hmm. um, to just be like wide eyed looking around saying, you know, this, what are these people doing? You know, why is, but yeah, I don't know. We've all done it, but it's just, it was it made me think, I guess, afterwards. Yeah. We're really going out on a limb having Zach on the podcast this week, apparently, Wes, because uh, he's a controversial figure, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he's actually <laughs> been on a podcast with Rob. You were talking edgy, yeah. right? I'm in on two, yeah. I mean, I when, once when I tried for like half a day to be a, a Big Brother 
live feed correspondent mm-hmm. and did like one podcast and then yeah i did the etchic one after korong um he may have gotten upset with me because he wanted me to come on and talk about edgic after millennials versus gen x but i didn't keep up with that season as much as i should have and i said that i would like do it and then i never emailed him back Mm. so (laughs) (laughs) okay so the last thing we're going to talk about uh you guys if you have any closing thoughts after it well you can get into that uh the last thing we're gonna talk about is so there's this guy Redmond. I'm sure anyone who's still here listening to the podcast at this point knows who Redmond is. Uh, so so uh, let me just I could write a whole fucking thesis. This could be if I was still in college, I could write a college thesis on like the survivor spoiler culture. But so long story short, uh, I'm gonna go in the whole details real fast. So the spoilers and survivor go back way to the beginning. Uh, there's a website called survivor sucks, which is now dead. No one posts on there really anymore. Uh, that would, I think that got started in like season one. Someone spotted. Uh, that the website uh, cbs.com slash survivor uh, someone looked at like the html and the code and saw that there was like an x that hadn't been placed yet in front of jervis's name so they knew that jervis was going to be voted out at one point and he didn't win so that's how that website got uh, started and i guess somewhat famous and so that website's been around since the beginning and it used to have like all the spoilers and all like the future uh survivor stuff and that's like where people would go to talk shit anonymously now they go on reddit and stuff but so now uh, there is an account called Redmond that used to post on Survivor Sucks, but now posts that then went to Reddit because I was more famous, more popular at the time. And then he transferred over to Twitter, too. And Redmond became like this famous figure, almost like godlike to some people for some reason. I don't understand <laughs> it. They treat this guy like a deity. And um, it's just a fucking guy. He's a British guy who uh, somehow gets spoiler information and... We realized that last season or two seasons ago that the way that he gets it is he just looks at their Instagram accounts and uh, fall. And so also, yeah, so he will see who they follow right when they get back. You know, all you need is one person because then that will get you down the rabbit hole of like uh, you can see whoever the whole web of like con- uh, connectivity and stuff like that. So anyway, so Re- Redmond's like treated like a god. Like you can't like say anything negative about Redmond. You can't say like, anything opposing him in Reddit or Twitter or else like his his army of chodes come after you. <laughs> and so the three of us and like other people have been very like uh, outspoken about like our dislike. I don't I don't hate the guy. Uh, very outspoken about how we don't really like the whole Redmond thing. And I prefer and you know I I prefer. You know, credit to the guy. He created like a community and stuff like based on spoilers. He's got his website. He's got a, a, a decent amount of followers, and people know of him. So he tweeted out yesterday about uh, he posted the whole like uh, all all the contestants that got spoiled, and so obviously like people started like applauding him, retweeting him, liking and stuff. And so he does it for traffic to his website. He he can make money off of ads and stuff like that. So I replied re- replied back to him and. S- he was like crediting people. I don't know. I forget. I even forget what I said. But anyway, so he he rep- he responded to me and said like talk about my hate boner for him. And so <laughs> it's like I don't know you. Pretty much, he's like I don't know you. Well, you do know me because you referenced how I have a hate boner for you. So you must have seen my tweets or stuff in the past about you. So you do know me. So you're lying. Uh, and then he talked about how you guys can uh, uh, reply in a bit. Uh, responded a bit, but he talked about how the survivor groupies ruined the spoiler code. Uh, the spoilers is 
season because they're they they are now all all the contestants are now locking their accounts and stuff like that. Dude, you've got your your survivor groupie too, and all your minions are groupies too. Like they go in there and they do the same thing that other people have been doing on Reddit. They've been finding finding these people. So it's just like hypocritical for him to say uh, to blame survivor groupies when his groupies are doing the same thing. It's uh, and then but anyway, so uh, I said, hey. You want to talk about this on on the podcast? You're more than welcome to come. Uh, my DMs are open, and I did actually DM with him and stuff like that. Uh, and he he talked about his reasons uh, for not coming on and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and it's fine. I I respect them and stuff. And long story short, yeah, we're we're now best friends. But anyway, uh, Renee, thoughts on me and Redmond's uh, bromance right now? Um, <laughs> well, here's my thing with Redmond, like. It was, he does actually get some sort of like casting info or something like that because Mm -hmm. he was, uh, you know, correctly able to spoil who was in contention for some of these all-star seasons, especially second chance. I think that was like his coming out party was like a second chance. I'll let let you get into that. Uh I think he revealed that he was able to look at the, the, the CBS website and it spoiled, the actual website spoiled it, but he might've just been lying to save someone's skin. But anyway. Yeah, so he was able to get this info about who was in contention for some of the second chance stuff and some of the game changer stuff, which props to him for that. But where he went wrong was, so he got all this attention and people were following him and everything, like, hey, that's awesome. But then he took it to like, oh, I can make money off of this. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was like kind of a really just slimy and opportunistic way to get money from Survivor fans, where he was like, oh, I'm going to create this website so that, and I'm only going to post my stuff there so that people have to like click on my shit so that I can get money from ad revenue and all that shit. And it's like, dude, that's so fucking slimy. Like, come on, what what is this? And so now it's like he's just this guy that posts to his website. And, um, and the thing is, is like people can get info from other people, but like they just do not choose to reveal it because they don't want to know that they're the ones that know stuff right and he's fine with revealing all this shit you know um and that's fine great you get it as well and you post it but uh don't think that you're the only one that is getting this info first of all Mm -hmm. and uh and so for him to have this army of people it's just absurd and it's like dude i try not to click on any of his shit ever because i don't want to give him any type of uh, money in any way um but it's like, dude, come on, stop. You just, uh, it's so annoying, right? And it's yeah. so annoying when you see the people that are fawning over him mm-hmm. and all that. And then to find out that, like, okay, he really doesn't. At this point, I don't think he actually knows anyone there anymore. He just literally stalks people's social media accounts to get them. Yeah. And it's, like, people that don't have them um, or, you know, like, haven't posted in forever or whatever. Like, he never finds out who these people are. Right. Um, like I think Jessica Johnston was one person that like he never uncovered because she like had no social media before mm-hmm. um, Triple H, and so it's like, guys, I mean, you can give him credit for like having all the time in the world to stalk these people, apparently, but mm-hmm. like, don't think that he's like actually this insider or anything like that. Huh? Yeah, him and his like minions, minions just like stalk people too. Like you know, they're like <laughs> yeah. they're uh, combing all over the social media and stuff. And the two thing, I'll let you speak in a second, Zach. I don't know if you have anything to include in this, but the two things that really bother me about him is I feel like he uses contestants to stay relevant. Like he'll and then like people like will retweet him and shit. His tweets aren't that funny. They're kind of stupid. Yeah. And he'll use contestants to try to stay relevant. And then he also he he just also he. Acts like a, he tries to act like a like a 
celebrity, whether he knows it or not, on Twitter and stuff, and just how he how he handles himself is just kind of like it's kind of lame. But anyway, Zach, do you have any <laughs> thoughts on uh, Redmond, Chodmond, as uh, some people would say? Uh, I've had him muted for like two years, uh-huh. so <laughs> that so no, no. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just got sick of, like, seeing his tweets, and, like, I'd never followed him, so I got sick of, like, seeing people retweeting him or, like, Twitter saying, oh, a bunch of people that you follow like this guy's tweet. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah, he's trying to be, like, you know, he's trying to make his own little, like, survivor website empire, and he mm-hmm. does, like, edgic and power rankings and whatever, and it's just, I don't know, it's annoying, and I'm surprised he doesn't have a podcast yet, to be honest, because that seems like the natural progression. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. you know he's trying to be like baby Dalton Ross and you know he might yeah. as well just you know he he doesn't have exit interviews yet right so that may be the uh, next step. But I think then... he has like he, I think he has interviews in non podcast form, okay. but you know yeah you know credit to him for creating this. Um, you know I don't hate the guy. I think he's just he it just bothers me some of the shit that he does and yeah. I, you know you know all these what it's it is good to have more, it's better to have more so, uh, media than to have no media uh, for Survivor so. Yeah, and well, to an extent, but at the same time, like sometimes there's the amount of 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 work product that comes out of a 42 minute episode every week from from all sides is kind of absurd. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah. ha- like probably dozens of hours of podcasting and interviews, and you know tens of thousands of words uh-huh. of articles and stuff, and it's just. You know, at some point. And the other reason why Survivor... So we always talk... One of the things we talk about is how Survivor Twitter is dead. Uh, his tweet yesterday about the cast, 37, had like 120 likes. I mean, I mean, it should... If Survivor Twitter was still alive and functioning, like it should be, it, would, it should have like 1,000 likes. It should be like retweeted like a, a, up a storm. But uh, anyway, Renee, any closing thoughts on Redmond or anything else? Uh, I just had one thing that I wanted to bring up that uh, I remembered from this week. So someone uh, clued – I usually don't go onto the Survivor Reddit because it's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's someone terrible. clued me into this uh, to this thread that was started where someone was like, hey, you guys, like, you don't – there's so many people in here that don't even seem to like Survivor, yet you still watch and whatever. And so Mario Lanza um, – <laughs> we uh, I don't know if – I think I stated at some point my thoughts on Lanza – but uh, he so he posted in there and he was like, I'm very critical of the show because I just want it to go back to how it was. Like, I don't think Survivor has been pure since like the first three or four seasons or something like that. And, and I just think it's gone away with all these advantages and idols and blah, blah, blah. And I'm trying to make it to go back to how it used to be. Right. And so a lot of people were jumping on that, you know, comment saying like, oh, yeah, we agree with you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, sorry, guys, that's just not how it is anymore. Like, Survivor is like anything else. Like, it's a progression. Like, can you imagine if the show still was like, you know, one switch, no immunity idols, like no advantages ever? Like, we would be watching Pagonging after Pagonging of the show. It'd be like watching Paint Dry, right? Yeah, and it's, like, great that you like that, that you find those seasons so pure. But, like, it's never going to be like that. And, like, I don't know why these haters still stick with the show and critique it as much as they do um, because they hope for it to go back to that old way. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. And you guys should just stop watching it. Just, like, disavow it. 
because I don't know. I just find it to be um, surprising and like uh, you know just frustrating to see some of that some of those viewpoints um, because it's an evolution just like everything else and like it's these people just living in the past and it's lame and Andy Denfart from <laughs> like he just recently posted a thing about that because he and I don't know I was still for whatever reason I was still following him on Facebook uh-huh. um, and so he posted something where someone asked him the same thing it was like you don't even seem to like the show you po- post all these critiques about it all the time like why are you even still watching it and he kind of posted an art uh, reply that was basically the same thing of like I used to love the show and blah 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 and I'm just mad because I see Probst being a misogynist and blah 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 and it's just like you know I unfollowed him at that point I'm like why am I still reading this Um, but it's just like these guys it's like come on just if you don't like the show like just fucking stop watching it like because it's not going back to those old days anymore this guy has like 14 one second this guy has like Andy Denhart has like almost 15,000 followers and he gets like no love in his tweets anymore but anyway <laughs> uh, Zach what are you going to say um, I mean all I'm going to say is like if you are mad at the show if you don't like it like I I wholeheartedly recommend just skip a season and then come back mm. like that's what I did I skipped Heroes etc and I came back and I'm like easing my way back in because you know i because i do like the show and i i, I don't know i think the advantage getting of game changers kind of pissed me off and i just didn't feel compelled to watch 35 and you know i was thinking as like 36 was gearing up i was thinking like you know i kind of want to get back to what it was that like about survivor that um kind of like brought me in in the first place mm-hmm. and you know when when i watched when i started watching china you know i watched an entire season i didn't read a forum i didn't listen to anything you know i watched the you know i just watched the episode every week and that was it and you know and i i liked it so much while i was watching it that during that season i remember i went on itunes because it was you know 2007 i didn't know how to get things illegally at that point mm-hmm. you know i i bought fiji and cook islands and i watched them also um so when I came back for Ghost Island, I was like, you know what? All I'm going to do is is watch the episode. Like, I watch the episode. Obviously, I follow along with what people are saying on Twitter. But, you know, I don't listen to anything. I mean, I started listening to your shows because they cracked me up. But, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, I don't listen to, to podcasts. I don't read posts. You know, I don't, you know, I don't really go on Reddit. Um, you know, so I just was like, let me just watch it. So if you're pissed off at the show, you know. Take a season off. Come, it, Survivor will still be here when you come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts, guys? Um, no. Two more weeks for us to uh, bash people about the, the current going ons, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, Zach, any closing thoughts? No, I'm just. I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. Although we we all know. You know, one of two people is probably going to win. So <laughs> I guess it's just a matter of seeing which one of the two does it. Right. And at least it, at least we have a choice between two this time. It's not like one inevitable person. So yeah. at least there's still some drama left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it. Uh, I do want to take a second to uh, thank everybody who has listened so far. Um, I've gotten a lot of nice compliments, a lot of uh, great positive feedback, too. So it, it is very appreciated. I think we do get stronger each week. And, hey, you know, my microphone is working this week, too. So it gets better each week. And I do think um, 
there is potential for something exciting to happen. Um, I'm not going to announce it yet, but a couple, a lot of exciting, a lot of great things are happening. But uh, anyway, uh, in, t- in due time. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, have a great. This will post on Monday or Tuesday, so you know I hope you're having a great week. All right, see you.